Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Welcome to a special episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach. I'm joined, as always, by Christian Garcia. What up? And uh, live via Skype here, we have a very special guest, uh, Mr. Orion Acaba. How are you doing, sir? Ah, hello, everybody. I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Well, we really appreciate you, uh, you know, making the effort and uh, doing this show with us. I know you're definitely our biggest get yet, so we really appreciate it. Oh man, you guys are in trouble. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, we're very impressed by your resume. Uh, we, you know, like I, I was telling you a little bit before the show, we, uh, I spent most of today just like doing the IMDb searches. I watched that video where you ate the pepper and uh, oh, yeah. reviewed a video game. How was that? Was it hot pepper gaming? Uh, yeah, uh, that was uh, that was super. It was very hot. It looked uncomfortable. Uh, for those for those that are familiar, hot pepper gaming was a YouTube channel thing where. Uh, they have various guests on, and they eat a very, very hot pepper, and then try to review a game. And uh, yeah. yeah, it was like super painful. <laughs> is this is yeah. this pre hot uh, hot ones? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know, hot ones is definitely like you know rising to power now. But uh, yeah, this it was, it was, like it was harder precursor. than the jalapeno. It was like a a, a Cervinus or Savannah's pepper. I don't remember what it was called, but yeah. it was like it was uh, it was pretty. It was pretty. It was very. <laughs> do you do you even remember the game you were you were reviewing? Yeah, it was Borderlands pre sequel, and it was. Um, and the funny thing is, is that we, I, I had bullet points written out, and and, and, and that shit just that's went not out what happened. That's not what I said at all. And uh, <laughs> I had a, a whole review ready to go, and it's just like truth serum, really. It's just like, <laughs> I, I I rewatched it. I'm like that. I I thought I was saying whole sentences. When I'm yeah. watching that, I'm like, nope, none of that happened. <laughs> none of it. Yeah. So now, now we know. Next time, we're gonna get some pepper. Just hot pepper. Yeah, it's gonna be a new yeah. nerds with friends gimmick. Yeah, a, uh, <laughs> Jessica Chobot actually, um, who's a lovely gal. She she held the record for grossest hot pepper gaming. Um, oh no! Because if you've watched hers, she's constantly just spitting all the time. <laughs> uh, but I think I beat her because it looks like my face is covered in jizz at the end of it. Because I kept oh yeah, yeah, I saw you just splash the milk on your face. <clears throat> I'm, that I'm, definitely helps. On I'm hot sure stuff. that's like one she's trying to hide now. That's like yeah, not one video she wants out. <laughs> it it doesn't make anyone look super flattering, but no. uh, it looks like a lot of fun though. Also. <laughs> Well, um, we like to start things off here at Nerds with Friends with doing a little thing we call Nerdy Confessions, where we uh, kind of admit something that makes us a nerd and kind of either we're ashamed of or we're super proud of. Uh, for instance, like 
my only two tattoos that I have, one of them is a Game of Thrones uh, Stark Wolf on my ankle, and then the other is a quote from Star Trek. So, oh, you know, the duality of man. What's it? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, we like to, you know, keep it, keep it true to our roots and what makes us a nerd. Um, so Christian, you could start it off. One, so give him a couple examples. Uh, I think so. Mine, I think, is both that I'm proud of and ashamed of at the same time. <laughs> so I went to go watch. Uh, OK, so first off, I'll start off. I've never cried in a movie. OK, I've never not even Top Gun. I've, I, you hold know, on, I'm the hold dude on that a second. Have you seen Up, like, the first 20 minutes? Oh, my God. I manned, I muscled my oh, way man. through that. Oh I was sobbing like a no small soul. child. There's yeah. that movie. That's, okay, go ahead. Finish your thing, and I'll talk about Up after <laughs> Hold on. Hear me out, Orion. Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. So, I went to go watch Coco. Okay. The new Pixar movie. The new Pixar movie. And, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I tried... My hardest not to, because I'm usually the guy that turns to my friends and we're like, "Ah, oh, you're crying! Oh, look at you, you're crying!" Nah, man, that I, I, you know, I had to do that wipe. Like, what? No, I'm not crying. No, you're crying. Something's in my eye. Don't look at me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that shit, I was like, God damn! I was trying my fucking hardest not to, but that shit got to me. So, really? yeah, I mean, Pixar definitely knows how to tug yeah. at the heartstrings. Well, I mean, you know, I, like Up is a great example. But yeah, so anyone who go watch it, that that to me was I was gonna say like Orion said you have no soul. That movie to me is if you don't cry, it gave you a soul. Psychopath. That's good. You're fucking. You're. you're there's something wrong with you. Uh, all right. Well, well, my nerdy confession is kind of the opposite. Um, it, there's no crying involved, but I I binged through the entire season of The Punisher, uh, the day it came out, and it was just like an like a super violent, super noir like. And, and sad and sad day off but you know he was you don't cry for him because he's getting his revenge you know <laughs> so uh yeah i forget nine episodes each an hour long I, I did that all in one day just one day off just vegged out and watched frank castle take care of business that's uh that's pretty great uh, that's uh I, I think that's almost like a you have a badge of honor for that right yeah exactly <laughs> you know and it's like you know i saw it came out at midnight i watched like two episodes and then went to sleep, woke up, and immediately started again. You know, there's there's an eight hour break in there. Hey, but I was just... that way with about like the office and Parks and Rec. I get you, man. Ugh, um, so good. Uh, I, guess uh, I guess I'll do a a, a confession. A confession. And it's, I'll I'll do one that's uh, both I'm ashamed of and proud of. Uh, there you go. As well. Um, one time I was having sex with this chick, and uh, who I was going out with, and uh, when I orgasmed, I farted really loud, and. <laughs> And it scared me, and I yeah. fell off. We were on the couch. Oh, my God. And she and I both burst out into laughter, and we just didn't stop for, like, a couple minutes. And oh, my God. That's amazing. I, then, while I was laughing, there was – you know how you have laugh farts where you laugh and oh, yeah. you squeeze them out? Like, so it was like, hop, yeah. hop, hop. Like, it was, it was rapid fire <laughs> farts. And that just – it was like a five-minute laughing uh, fit that we had because I had a very explosive fart when I came. Oh, my came. God. That's amazing. So, that was the moment where you guys became a couple, right? That's the moment. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's <laughs> it the moment. It didn't our bond. It really did. Um, yeah. Uh, similar story to that. You know, took out a girl one time on first date, and we went to the movie theaters. And at movie theaters, I've learned my lesson now, but – 
I, I'd stay away from the popcorn because he used to eat the whole popcorn. I can attest to that. This guy's never eaten popcorn anytime we've gone no, to fucking movies. N- never again. Because I ate too much this one time, and the whole she drove, and the whole drive home, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to shit my pants. Right. Like, yeah. This is yeah. this is going to end badly. Yeah. And, you know, she pulls up in front of my house and, like, parks the car, takes the keys out of the ignition, so you know it's go time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, I had a really good time tonight. It kind of turns to me, and I'm like, me too. I high-fived her, slammed the door, and ran up my stairs. Nice. To, like barely made it to the bathroom and never again have i like do popcorn if i do it's like a couple little handfuls but oh my god i was so embarrassed the whole time i texted her after i'm like i'm so sorry i just like i had to shit so bad and it was just oh did she accept that excuse was that okay uh i don't know if she ever really believed that because it didn't go on too much further after oh, that what a but uh but i know the truth so <laughs> So everyone listening now knows. The everyone truth. else knows. And, like, and if she's listening, if she, shame on yeah, you. Yeah, Stacy, if you're listening, I am so sorry. Oh, you didn't Give him another me. chance, you heartless <laughs> wonder. Yeah, exactly. I didn't want to shit in your car, okay? I feel like that's the gentleman thing I to do. that is. I think that's the route you could have gone. It's, <laughs> it's like frowned upon. Kiss and then Chip. possibly ruin her, her, her seats or, yeah, yeah. You know, or you just exactly. call it and go and do your thing. Yeah, chivalry is not dead, okay? No. You know, I just want to put that Cody out there. Cody is the beacon of the <laughs> chivalry is not dead. He didn't shit in your car. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, we, we do what we can. Um, so, Ryan, like, you've done you've done so much. You're a voice actor. You're a streamer. You you did the Upright Citizens Brigade down down in the UCBLA, right? Yes, yes, sir. Oh, my gosh. So, you've done so so much. You're, you know, you're a big video gamer. Um let's just let's start with the the voice acting i mean i think that's something that you know got me first very excited once christian mentioned he had uh made contact with you um you know tell tell us some of the characters and and franchises you've you've voiced over the years um i've got the uh privilege to uh work with uh so uh, so a little context uh i'm a failed musician okay i i was a singer in a shitty band many many moons ago and, wait, wait, and no, none of, of it's anywhere you can find. So I God damn it! All right, I made very what kind diligent of music efforts into destroying everything. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I didn't do anything creatively for many years uh, afterwards, okay. and then uh, f- fell into voice acting. Uh, I've always uh, I've been a gamer since I was a kid, um, and so I had a, a slight advantage I think when I went into the business because I kind of knew the studios i knew who did what and you know i was a fan of all their stuff so it was it was easy for me to be like here's my demo i don't know what i'm doing um and uh since then uh, i've been doing it for like 10 years now and um i've worked for uh, square enix and final fantasy type zero and final fantasy type uh, 15 um uh, i've worked as crazy dave for plants vs zombies uh apollo justice and the ace attorney series uh, a bu- Bunch, a bunch of animes uh, and uh, some cartoons. Uh, I've done films. Uh, I've done voice matches for celebrities. I've done all kinds of weird promos and, and trailers, and, uh, and 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 it's been it's been an interesting ride. Um, so I, I've got to work for Capcom and Nintendo and Square Enix and. Uh, name uh, Activision and Rockstar yeah, Games Rockstar. and uh, you know uh, all, yeah. all those. 
those, see, those people. See, I find it hard to believe that you fell into it just because I've heard you over the years and not known it was you. Like, that's how good you change your voice. So, like, how did you start, like... It was something you were training for. Is this something you just kind of had a natural knack for? Or? Yeah. Uh, thanks uh, for that. Uh, I, I, um, honestly, it, it, it was just a thing I was doing since I was a kid. Um, I used to like to watch movies and, um, and emulate characters that I, I liked in those films. Um, and so it kind of started with that. And uh, then it was like. Like Christopher Walken was like my first dude who I was like, I want to sound like that guy, you know? And uh, I was a oh big Chris Walken fan when I was like really young, uh, which <laughs> if you're familiar with his body of work, it's uh, for oh, yeah. 12 year olds to be watching a... King of New York isn't very. Yeah, not, nowhere near appropriate. Right, it's not, but I did. And that's why Wait, I'm all but do you, head. Um, do you still Do you still do the voice? Yeah, I mean, Chris Walken is great. Uh, <laughs> he has a thing about him. When he talks, you know, down here, it's, he's got it. Like, he's gets in your head. Oh and, you know, so, like, that was... <laughs> yeah, when he gets serious. That was, uh, that was like, the first one, you know, where I was like, I'm going to just listen to this a bunch and try to, you know, emulate and, and you know, what 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 you sound like. Uh, uh, Metal Gear was, like, it, it is my favorite franchise. Uh, um, and uh, Snake was, or David Hater Snake... Uh, was the one that was like the one my second voice so like right. playing metal gear I, yeah i totally was like oh cool metal gear okay <laughs> we gotta go <laughs> what um and so when i kind of just started fiddling around with stuff it was just kind of something i did to amuse myself it didn't i never used it like as parlor tricks you know parties oh, okay. or girls or anything like that it's just something i kind of did privately when i was watching stuff um, really, the girls weren't impressed by the the Christopher Walken and the the Solid Snake. Yeah, I feel I feel like that would have just had him. That would have been running. My, that would have been my go to. Oh man, yeah. I wish I could do a Chris Walken. That would be the best. I mean, like you know, Chris Walken, I would do for my like, my friends and stuff because they were sure, yeah, you know, stuff like that. But it was it was really just like oh, I can I can mimic stuff really well. I can right. I can mime things and and, and uh, hear something and then sound like it. And so. I mean, up until I was like 27, I, I thought it was just a useless ability. <laughs> sure. Um, like it was just like, yeah, I guess I could do that. Sure. Uh, and then, you know, now I've 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 got to voice match, you know, uh, several films and uh, like for Charlie Day and uh, from uh, Boy Sunny in Philadelphia and um, uh, Jason Statham. Um, oh, nice. I've done one of his. Uh, whatever last crank driver transport, whatever the fuck movies it was, <laughs> whatever those movies were, <laughs> um, the new garage opener movie he did. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's just a, a thing. Like it's always different to do different people, but in that, in that process, I learned my range of, of, of sure. how to discover voices and how to, uh, develop characters. Um, uh, for example, when I booked Final Fantasy Type Zero, uh, I play the character Nine in that, and uh, Nine sounds like this, yo. He's like, hey, hey, yo, come on, we can do it, huh? But he's like, I remember auditioning for several roles in that game, and I was pacing back and forth in my living room, and I talked to myself all the time. It's like a psychotic habit, but like, 
I was trying to find the character, and I was being very, I got very frustrated because I had already done like seven odd, like different characters for that game, and I was kind of running out of ideas, and I was like, God damn it! And I said that out loud. I was like, Wait a minute, this voice. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then I went in and recorded it. Um, and it's uh, really paying attention to sound and different vocal prints uh, that that you can produce. Uh, you know, if, if if you have the ability to. Oh wow. So so um, I know on on some of those uh, characters, you know, they obviously have a backstory um, already made for them. But I know some characters like in in your current uh, draconian knights you've created yourself where how do you go about creating that character and like where do you find these voices from and how do you just you know decide on one that is going to be the finished product kind of thing well uh draconian knights uh the uh audio play that i make um is is uh that's an interesting tiberius stormwind of course comes from a show i was in called critical role uh and when i left the show i decided to uh make a story out of this 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 character Tiberius who's very jovial as you might know <laughs> and <laughs> then it was really giving him a family that I was like I had in like the Justice League slash in Lord of the Rings time in mind it was that I had the idea I was like that'd be cool like superheroes but like in like you know fantasy kind of a thing and right. since it's a, a parody I can kind of do whatever um, I kind of uh, with his brother Faerun and his brother Gerard Baron is very serious, very down here, very grounded. And Gerard is, you know, he's kind of cool, laid back a little bit. Hey, how's it going? No, I'll kill that thing later. Um, they're actually all different. Uh, and the, the, the knights of uh, that also go with them, which is Padoko and Ross and uh, Torin. Padoko is, you know, very high spirits, and he's like, hello. And Ross is the sexy one. He has hair. It's beautiful. <laughs> and then you go, you got Torin, who's, you know, the big log who heals everybody, ironically. Um, and so, so the three the three brothers actually represent how I think. Um, so, when most situations pop up, it's just kind of how my brain functions. Tiberius is the chaotic, strategic one that ends up always making the final decision, kind of. Uh, but then you have the grounded logic, which is Faerun, and then you have the laid-back attitude of Gerard. Um, nice. so voicing these things, it just kind of, you know, you, 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 you want to think, okay, what is this character? And then you ask, you know, do what, what do I know about the character? And if this is true, what else is true, um, about this character and, and any, any good character development is like that. And, uh, so when I knew Faerun was the grounded one, I, he's a, he's, he's a monk, so you know, and he's not a Asian monk, so I'm not going to have him sound like this. You know, I'm, <laughs> but the, the all monsters have that, you know, that somber, very straightforward kind of tone. Um, whereas, like a warlock, mystic, which Gerard is, you know, he knows the mystic arts and he's seen all kinds of weird stuff. And, you know, yeah, he's killed a bunch of people, but whatever. You know, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you know that that kind of attitude of you know, just taking it easy, uh, even though chaos is around you. Uh, and that chaos being Tiberius, which is always like, okay, whatever, I don't care what any of you have to say, I'm doing this. And, and then it just goes. Um, so, yeah. Cool. So each each one kind of comes from, you know, you, you kind of work it backwards. You know how how they're supposed to 
you know, interact with each other, what kind of character they are. And then it kind of comes from that. If it, Yeah. And, uh, you know, as far as the family interaction, I take bits from my, you know, my real life and, you know, it's fantasy. So I, I get to, I get to make, uh, I only have a one, I have a little sister, right? She's five years yeah. younger than I am. So I never had any brothers. So this was kind of like my, just to have a family that I always wanted. Um, and, uh, you know, so I have my, my sister, uh, Drakia, who, who's, uh, his, uh, Chris Dorman in the show. Uh, she's based off of, uh, two of my best female friends and my actual sister. Um, so that's how I wrote that character. It was pretty easy to write. Um, cause, uh, and the banter in between everybody is just kind of how I figured, you know, I just took me and my, my sister's, you know, banter and kind of just multiplied it. So. family dinners and just wrote them down yeah <laughs> <clears throat> very cool no, uh so i had a question ahead. about uh podogo who is my favorite like i was trying to pinpoint like where i i feel like i've heard something similar but like not at all like where when you were when you were practicing that was there someone you were trying to you were thinking about or some uh, character previously because that to me was like one of the more original and fun ones i was like oh my god i've never like it sounds kind of familiar but at the same time i've never really heard anything like this uh, uh, thanks. Uh, no, um, not, not really. Podoko, uh, like, uh, the, the brothers and the knights of, uh, the, uh, of Draconian Knights, um, the, of, uh, uh, the first company, as I call them, uh, Podoko, Ross, and Torn being that, they, all six of those guys represents different facets of who I am. So Podoko represents my spirit. Um, and, uh, like, the reason I made him so happy was because that's how I went in. I'm going to do this thing with my life and let's everybody have a good time, no? And uh, it's it was just kind of like a funner, a, a more fun version, or funner, derp, uh, a more fun version of like, I don't know, if Mario was on Quaaludes. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Man, I, I would play that, that game. I would play the shit so, out of that so game. Nintendo needs to get on that. Yeah. <laughs> Finally make a rated M Mario game. I'd um, be down. So, you know, so, so that's the thing. Like, Padoka represents my, my spirit. Ross represents my penis. Uh, Torin represents uh, my caring for everybody else. Um, you know, a, a, a big meanie who looks who looks like a big meanie, but he's the cleric. You know, so it's, you know, I like to play opposites on that. <clears throat> gotcha. I like that it was off of chakras, even even the penis chakra. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, got to make sure you got all your bases covered. Yep. <clears throat> so, so obviously, you know, we talked a little bit about this. You're a huge gamer, right? You, um, um, currently you're playing at the South Park. That's the new. Oh yeah. Uh, fractured, oh, yeah. fractured butthole. Yep. Yep. And um, of, of all of all your video games, are there certain ones that just stand out, like your favorite of all time, or or favorite series? Um, something you keep coming back to and even replay. Well, I guess besides Metal Gear, because you mentioned aside from Metal Gear, yeah. Um, what should we call it? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Fractured Butthole is like it's up there now. I mean, <laughs> it's good, huh? I, I I can't I can't remember. It broke me. It that game. Broke me. I, 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 the first time when I first started up, uh, there's a difficulty meter on there, and if you're not aware of this, folks. Uh, when you start the game, it's like how you know choose your difficulty, and it goes from white to black on a shader scale. <laughs> right. It's yeah, I've, the I've, funniest I've read about that. fucking thing I've ever seen, and I was streaming when this happened, and I just 
lost it. I, <laughs> I for like three, four whole minutes, like, like, you know, where your face hurts and your sides hurts and you know, yeah. I was probably farting. I didn't even notice, but like, <laughs> it, it was just too much. Um, I, I was in tears and I don't, I don't think I've laughed that hard in like a decade or something like that. It's, it's just, it's yeah. so funny. Well, um, on they're the other amazing end, writers. You know, in the spectrum, I love, uh, like Shadow of the Colossus is is up there. Oh, yeah. Last Guardian, is, you know, or Team Ico, I just just um, or Ico, however you'd like to say it, um, sure. have make great stuff. Uh, Chrono Cross is my favorite uh, like RPG. I, I would say uh, I've played that more than other RPGs. Um, Final Fantasy VI, if we're talking about Final Fantasy VI or Final Fantasies, um, that's that's my my go-to one and the one I've beat several times. Uh, Super Mario RPG is great too. Uh, I, I was big RPG kid um and uh but uh other ones that i played way too much is uh skyrim and uh fallout 4 uh and fallout 3 for that matter but um that's the games i take forever yeah and warcraft i've logged way too many hours in that um (laughs) wait now when you say warcraft which which like warcraft well world of warcraft i I started uh i started uh playing when uh wrath of the lich king like had finished okay gotcha I wasn't. I was not allowed to play World of Warcraft. The girl I was dating at the time was like, "I've heard people have like lost lost jobs. their entire lives." So I wasn't allowed. Yeah. <laughs> so I never. I never played it. That's okay. Yeah. There's, uh, I, I. I. Yeah. I mean, I. I don't. I recommend it because you know, uh, for the horde. But I. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> I understand. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it de- definitely the first time I played it, and I, I didn't get super far into it, but um, my friends all lived in, in – there was like four of them lived in this one little two-bedroom apartment together and just had the land set up in the living room. And they're like, Cody, why don't you try this out? Play it, you know, play, you know, start a character, see how it goes. And I started playing it, and a couple hours later, I'm like, oh, this is getting dangerous. I feel like <laughs> I could play this literally forever. I feel like my wallet's coming out. Yeah, like- <laughs> I know. I, I was about to pay for it and get like, you know – fully into it and i just had to walk away from it because i knew that i'd I'd lose myself in that game there's just so much like you know the constant quest for gear and then like the end game raids and everything just seemed too attractive for me i had to i had to forego that one i couldn't couldn't do it (laughs) now you said you were big into rpgs like um for you like video game rpgs and like D D, like um what do you like dislike versus one versus the other you know you like your favorites and you're like what maybe something might need work on as far as uh like playing like paper uh, like uh, a tabletop versus like uh video games or exactly yeah yeah what what strengths do one have versus the other and in, in, like in your opinion um, yeah in your opinion you know what i i think it, i think they're on par with each other to be perfectly frank i mean there's there's i've i've i mean with with a lot of games you know that that are well written you you can laugh and and sometimes cry and get emotional and get excited um uh, if the game does what it's supposed to do you know if, if the writing's there and and there's good conveyance and 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 you know the cinematics get there and all that stuff last of us last of us is a good example you know of, oh, of, of a, oh, yeah. a game that really did that you know you had these you know it's a very morose game overall but you know, you 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 get really Im- Im- immersed in the character, uh, or characters, I should say. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, so 
and I'm not even I'm not even in that game, and I'm referring to it. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but but that's like you know that's how good it was. It it, it was uh, it was one of the things oh, where sure. and then they had tender moments which made you feel, and they had funny moments you know between the two that that you that made you smile. Um, and ultimately at the end they just you know punches you in the in the balls or vagina. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's uh, you know that's. <clears throat> I think it's definitely speaking of last of us. I mean, it's definitely something to be said about that game that, you know, you know, growing up playing video games when we were playing super Nintendo and, you know, Nintendo 64, the last thing we wanted to feel when we were playing video games was like sadness, <laughs> something real, <laughs> something real. <laughs> and, but it just shows you how the video games have evolved now that there can be a game like that where, or even other, uh, you know, games that are less action based, like, like what was it, Hard Rain, and um, you know, some of these other like L.A. Noir and things that aren't really an action based game, but they make us feel things. Right. I mean, it's incredible to think that that I'm sure they've pulled a lot of that from the tabletop realm. You know, having overly developed characters where everyone has a backstory, everyone has a future and a past and a and a present. Well, that that's how they that's how they trick you. Actually, it's I would say it's it's reversed. Actually, the the tabletop, you know, D and D, you know, is the ability. And those of you who DM, congratulations, you're you are all writers. If you didn't yeah. know that already, um, it, that's the thing. The foundation of that is good writing. It's it's you know having your your character develop. Say so, you know, for D and D, it's like you have these things laid out. You let the party decide what happens, right? Right. And you're always kind of just trying to stay a step ahead of them as best as you can uh and you some dms have you know con- contingencies some don't some say you know, they go off the cuff with with the group um and in that sense that's a little bit split from uh video games because that doesn't exist uh there's always some kind of linear play in video games they could call it sandbox or open world all they fucking want but there's always a main quest line to finish the game Right. That's, um, yeah, that's that's true. So, and you know, there's not multiple things that you could do. There are certain games that have multiple endings, but not really. Right. Like the, yeah. the, there's only I think maybe two different a, ones depending on what that, that what you do changes stuff. Heavy Rain is a good example of a game that does that. Um, it's it's an amazing game. Uh, I think there's like over ten different outcomes, and those are all affected by what you choose during the game. Now, sure. those that's a rare example. And other games claim to do that, but they don't really actually do that. They're still um, limited at the end. Where, of the where tabletop gaming is like, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's just apples and oranges, really. Like they're both, they're both, they're both good, but it, it really is about the storytelling. And with D and D, it's more the group tells the story as opposed to the game telling you the story as you're discovering as as a player, right? Um, right. So that's kind of how that's kind of how. You know, I, 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 and as far as you know, uh, which might be better than the other, uh, I, I don't think one is better than the other. Um, because, well, no, that's not true. I, video games are way fucking better. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's less work. There's yeah, way less work. I, I've never sure. been. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I feel like I've, Skyrim I've, uh, was like a really. I've never close never work. you know. You can just save the game and come back to it whenever you want at convenience. You don't have to like right. schedule a bunch of people and like it's just so in that sense it's it's better. Um, and the, you can play the by yourself. Cinematics really, yeah, because that's uh, and that's also better because cinematics are 
painstakingly made for you to enjoy as sure. opposed to like a DM's description of something that can sometimes fall flat depending on the DM. Right. So here, here's a question building off that. Um, so Christian's been trying to get me to play Dungeons and Dragons, which I, I fully intend to. I, you know, I bought the books and, and the dice and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just, you know, trying to get a group of people together, like-minded souls to, to start it with us. Um, and I, I am super interested in eventually becoming the dungeon master. And like, what are some tips as far as like, you know, coming into the game in general or uh, become, or specifically towards the DM spot, like what what makes that, you know, what makes that role difficult and rewarding, and any any sort of pointers you'd have for me. Well, prepare yourself for douchebags like myself who <laughs> game the game. Uh, they're always uh, 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 on uh, well, whatever before critical before critical role was a thing when we were just uh, having our game. Uh, it was one of my favorite things to do was to try to challenge uh, my DM, you know, it, and, and uh, for the most part, he enjoyed the challenge, uh, except when I just was doing it all the time. Uh, but um, so be, uh, so first tip, be ready for different personalities and how to deal with them, okay? Gotcha, um, okay. Tip two, always have music to accompany whatever is going on. Oh, okay. uh, uh, step three, uh, or tip three, um, you know, just, just have a long list of names. Just in case they go off somewhere and you just need to name stuff, have a block of <laughs> shopkeeper names and smith names and whatever the hell names, wizard names and goblin names and all kinds of fucking names. Spend a lot of time writing down names. Uh, gotcha. And uh, you just have that on your onslaught ready to go. And uh, don't forget, uh, you know, you are the DM, so you are God. So that's cool. Um, yeah. But like... You know, fairness. Tip, you know, tip five: always be fair. I think uh, right. if somebody tries to be, you know, brave and do something crazy, reward them by you know giving them initiative or inspiration, you know, and, and stuff like that. Uh, if if they're being dicks, then you know, make the creature that they're fighting use its legendary on you know its legendary action on that particular player to make, teach him a lesson. Person. You know, gotcha. Like knock them out if if uh, if, if if you can. Um, <clears throat> Something I actually loved about <laughs> my my old D and D game is nobody could ever fucking hurt Tiberius, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. That guy always had a trick up his sleeve, a spell ready. Yeah, yeah, yep. Well, that's 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 pretty good. Yeah, Chris, uh, when I when Christian first brought it up to me, you know, the idea of playing D and D and and then eventually even you know recording it on this podcast, which we still we're still working on it. Guys, working out so. the kinks. Working out the kinks. Uh, uh, but when he first brought it up, I was like, man, who would ever want to be the dungeon master? Not knowing, of course, what I know now, because they don't even get to play, really. They're just like a narrator. And that's it, what it sounds like. They play the most. The DM plays the most. <laughs> yeah. You, you're actually p- bringing life to all these uh, NPCs and stuff like that, where, you know, if if you don't have a good dungeon master, the game is just a couple friends talking to each other at a table rather than being brought into a fantasy world. Right. Yeah, um, if if that's the case, uh, what well, when I always play, you know, like if if you if you start to you know get into that, um, mm-hmm. I always you know if you're uh, Cody, if if you're trying to get him to play, then he's a ringer. So the ringer will, I would always have you know 
they would they would RP the fuck out of the situation all at all times. If uh, example, right now I'm starting a game with a couple of people who've never played. I sure. will play hardcore. So as people who know me from that world know that uh, yeah. that does not change uh, with any game I, I play. Um, there's a <clears throat> I, I right now I'm playing a bar stick called uh, Jace Xavier because I'm totally original, guys. And um, <laughs> he, uh, you know, he talks like this. My name is Jace, and he's very, he's very jovial, but rather serious. And he's bad. Don't mess with him. Um, so he's also a fun character. Um, and I stayed in that character the whole time. So when I see other players just kind of talking, I'm like, what is this man you speak of? What is a, what is a text message? Are you kind of witch? You know, like, and that draws them into going, no, sir. I mean, uh, I, I didn't, I, you know, and they fall into role play, you know, because right, it's yeah, that kind of forces it's, it's kind of like, hey guys, you don't have to be like, hey, can you do more role play? One, one guy should be the designated RP dude to keep drawing everybody in to keep role playing. If that makes gotcha. sense. Gotcha. Okay. I, I never, I never actually even thought about that. That, that's a, <laughs> that's probably a king tip. That's a really good really good thing to think about i mean you know i always kind of imagined it kind of happening you know on its own but that makes a lot of sense you know not everyone especially people new are going to immediately jump into it um you know i'm sure some people take a little encouraging that's for sure yeah um so uh one one question you know uh, we've done several characters we even watched uh uh your superhero beatdown uh ah. a couple of those were you actually in like doing the suits inside the suit. So yeah. So the first, uh, thank you for checking that out. Yeah. Uh, I was Deadpool before Ryan Reynolds. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that X-Men movie doesn't count. Till, you know, right. Um, yeah, no, no one counts that shit. <laughs> no one. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was terrible. But, uh, yeah, no, for the first one. Yeah. That was all me. Um, uh, except for the sword stuff, this guy, uh, Carlos did all the sword stuff in that little snippet right there, but I was in the suit. I did all the stuff and it was, uh, it was, uh, it was it was super fun. Um, I actually love playing Deadpool for them because uh, the director Aaron Shunk, who's awesome, uh, he lets me uh, he lets and let me improv all my lines. So oh man, awesome! Um, you know everything that you hear. Uh, and it was funny too because I remember going to shoot that, and it was I don't know. Um, it was like you know seven in the morning. We started we started going, and the script was just awful. It was terrible. And uh, I I go to, to Aaron and I was like, hey man, just so you know, uh, I'm not gonna do anything off the script. That's okay. And he's like, you understand that's a big faux pas, right? That's not cool, and it's super disrespectful to the writer, <laughs> like all the shit. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, I I know, but whoever wrote this that. has it's no just... fucking clue about Deadpool, and I've been reading him yeah, since it's I was not 12. Good, though. Uh, <laughs> and he was like, and I was like, hey, I'll tell you what, if you let me try one take, I'll, let me just try stuff. If you don't like it, I'll stick to the script. And he's like, okay, you know, fair, I guess. And uh, yeah, first take, the entire crew is laughing their asses off. So he was like, go, yeah. go ahead, just go, just go, and, uh, go and do do your thing. Threw threw his hands up and walked away, kind of a deal. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh man, I'm done. Now, well, for the, now for the people listening, when you said the first one, the first one was the Batman one, or was it? Yeah, the, Batman the versus uh, Batman versus Deadpool. Okay, uh, that was me. And then the other ones that that I've done, uh, uh, when it was Joker, that was uh, this guy Dirk Ellis who was in the suit. Um, 
Namely because uh, <laughs> I was going to do that, and uh, then a friend of mine was like, hey, you don't have to do that. And I'm like, no, but I want to. I like being in the suit. And, blah, blah, blah. and she was like, yeah, that's cool. Do you like Harrison Ford? And I'm like, yeah, Harrison Ford's fucking awesome. And she's like, okay, do you think Indiana Jones is a badass? I'm like, yeah. He's Indiana yeah, fucking course. Jones. And she's like, yeah. Harrison Ford never threw a punch in his life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, every shot that you've ever seen him do that, it's a stunt double. And I was like, right. what? And she was like, yeah. You're an actor. So just act. Leave all that shit for stunt people. That's what they're yeah, there de- for. And definitely a shout out to all the stunt people of the world. Because yeah, yeah. you, know, you, for- you forget those are the Han Solos and the Luke Skywalkers and the indiana jones and deadpools that we actually really fall in love with when they're doing the flips yep. and the the whipping and everything like that yep. so, so i mean and jerk and jerk really... the guy who does the, the the body work uh he's he's super talented super talented guy um so yeah. and that was and it was a cakewalk for me because i the, everything was shot and they were done i walk into the studio and i was there for like an hour and just kind of went through the episode a bunch of times and just did different bits throughout watching it and they just kept the funniest bits um there you go and uh so you know for me it's just like oh cool yeah yeah i'm gonna watch this and uh vagina boobs whatever the hell i say uh tacos (laughs) unicorn you know all that uh stuff uh but uh yeah it's it's super cool and the fans are really sweet and and uh really 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 funny people too um all right since we're we're on the topic of deadpool and uh what what tips would you have for ryan reynolds you know what 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 did he miss you know what i'm saying like what what you know what? what? Honestly, uh, Ryan, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> if uh, long t- he's a long time I, I listener, did, he did we've a great heard. job. I think, I think he did an amazing job. Uh, I think his Deadpool and my Deadpool should touch each other's Deadpools together. Yeah, <laughs> just the tips. Just the tips. Just, just, just to see what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I think just see where it goes. Yeah, I think he's done a great job. I'm I'm very hopeful for the second one. I mean, it, it looks amazing with Cable and Domino showing up in there. I mean, it's. It's yeah, be awesome. he, he did great. He's also a big fan and has been for a, a uh, he's a comic book reader and, and all that stuff too. So he, he, I was I was really excited that he took the initiative that he did to ensure a decent movie was made. Um, oh yeah. So that's uh, yeah. He, he he's all good in my book. Yeah. Right. Speak, okay. Speaking of upcoming movies, have you gotten a chance to see the Avengers trailer? Uh no. The no uh, the. Uh, Oh, uh, yes. Uh, I I believe. Who are these Avengers that you speak (laughs) of? Um, I believe uh, I I commented on it uh, on Twitter because I thought the name was weird. Um, The the Infinity War. Because what's the isn't there like a long name to it? Uh, I think it's just Infinity War. Oh, see, I thought it was uh, Batman and Avengers Infinity League or the Super Friends of the Galaxy (laughs) Fuckfest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's no. Is Batman not in this one? No, definitely I, no, not. I think he passed on this one. Okay, so yeah. just just Star Lord and uh, and Rocket, I believe. Okay. Yeah, and and all and Chris Evans yeah. and Tony Stark all over it's, the place. It's okay. It's like you know, the first one was great because it felt like sure. watching a comic book. Exactly. The rest of them have just been like, now Marvel's doing. Here's money. Yeah, um, exactly. Big cash grab. It's just, the, it's just the same formulaic stuff, and you know, like, 
here's here's something I will speak to as 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 to superhero films and what as you know as a kid going to the comic book store once a month and you know like all this stuff that people get to go and watch are are built on the backs of the market or fans that went and bought the comic books to begin with right and a lot of people so many people get lost in the symbolism as opposed to what the characters are example the douchebag at the gym who threatens whatever when he's drunk wears a superman shirt when he walks out of the gym not actually realizing what superman stands for right uh yeah there, there's a lot of that shit going around. People wear Batman shirts and they, they love Batman. And I'm like, and they're like just the dregs of society. And it's like, you don't even get what Batman is. It's so flip and ironic that, that, that people do it. Uh, Wonder Woman is a great example. Uh, and it, it, here's the thing. Wonder Woman, Thor. Uh, I never read those comic books. Like, I don't give a shit about the movies. I don't yeah. care about the characters. Like, I didn't care when they were established in the golden era of comic books, and I don't fucking care now that they're films. <laughs> like, because I never read those characters. X-Men, sure. Right. I fucking watched the fuck out of it. Spider-Man, absolutely. You know, like, yeah. those are, those because I, I, I mean, for me, uh, Scarlet Spider was my favorite arc. Oh, yeah, Scarlet um, Spider was awesome. And, uh, you know, uh, X-Men, uh, Uncanny X-Men I read. Uh, I was a big Excalibur fan because Nightcrawler is my favorite character in the Marvel Universe. Um, and the, the, the symbolism is, it's too much and people don't fucking get it. And it really actually pisses me off. Like I see a lot of peers or just chicks I know who go see Wonder Woman and then all of a sudden they're Wonder Woman. I'm like, that's fucking, understand what the fuck you're doing, you're talking about. And they yeah. haven't read a page or panel of in anything. their lives. And that bothers yeah, exactly. me because they also miss the point. Okay. They, Half of them don't even know that Wonder Woman was based off of the creator's girlfriend and wife because he was a polyamorous guy, and they did a lot of dungeon play. So the lasso, the the the, the gauntlets, tied up. all that stuff was stuff. We can fight men tying her up. Yep. Yes, yes. So if you go back to panels of the original comic book, she's tied up in a lot of them. That's because. Yeah. His his either girlfriend or wife would pose for these things while they were having <laughs> sex. So, like, this is the kind of thing I'm talking about where I see this kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, I understand, and it's good because you know it's empowering. It's empowering, or, you know. and and I understand that, and that's good and healthy. But it's the same thing as the douchebag at the gym wearing the Superman T-shirt. It's, sure. There's no difference. And, and so your pet peeve is like faux fans, where like uh, you know. Kind People of like are when, adopting it. Yeah, it's like, oh, this team's doing well, and now I want to support this team. Like, you know, I wasn't about it when they were losing. You know, it, it, it it's a little bit of that. But I think it's just more of it, it's just more of like because it's because it's out there. Like, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is another example of like a very very niche market, right? Like, right. very very few people knew who the fuck any of those characters were. I never, I didn't even, I knew Rocket Raccoon because he was in a crossover, like thing and made an appearance in yeah. something. I how, how many, many raccoons are there? You know. And other than that, and now and it's a huge movie and it's all this. Stuff, it's again, I don't care. I don't care that it's good. I look at it as a fun sci-fi movie as opposed to a comic book film that's 
fulfilling something that you know I loved as a child. Uh, the 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 original Superman movies are another great example of that, of where the first two movies with Christopher Reeve. Reeves is they're amazing. That's like the first one is what fucking Superman's all about. Like, right? It it fucking, so good. Go watch that if you haven't. When you're listening, go watch the original Superman with Christopher Reeves. It's it's Superman. Like he yeah. is Superman. And the director even his Clark his Clark Kent was amazing. What was that? His Clark Kent was amazing. Like I feel like no one's kind of nailed his Clark Kent exactly. It's it's much yeah. like it's much like Michael Keaton's Batman. Right? He was an amazing Bruce Wayne. Like, oh, he was. He definitely was. It, 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 he was, it, by far, in my opinion, the best. Christopher Nolan, I mean, it, it, I can go on and on about how all the modern takes on what's going on. Yes, it's good that they're being made because it's they're different. It's different and it's new and it's it's fun. And it's, you know, kids, you know, from kids to adults, everybody can enjoy it, you know, and, and that's all good. But as a nerd, the symbolism is, it just, it just fucking pisses me off all the time. I'm just like, you don't get what the fuck you're wearing on your chest right now. <laughs> and that's my end so of I, that rant. <clears throat> <laughs> that was a good one. Well, yeah, you would definitely get along with our friend Seamus. He was a he was Form, former uh, host. For, uh, former host. He had a lot of feelings. He had a lot of feelings about, you know, Superman breaking Zod's neck and oh, God. You know, Batman that's using guns. So, yeah. Fucking yeah. morons. <laughs> <laughs> But that was what? That was Zack Snyder, right? That was Zack yeah. Snyder. He's a piece of shit, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> you have like-minded opinions here, man. Yeah, I don't exactly. think there's too many uh, uh, Zack Snyder fans. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I will say I loved uh, Dawn of the Dead, and 300 was fantastic. But it was great. Yeah. I mean, granted. She, yeah, people, for sure. You know, Dawn of the Dead was awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah, you can, you know, even uh, Broken Clocks, right? Twice a, twice a day. There you go. Um, so... You know, kind of winding down here. What you know, let's if if you had like a dream character to to voice, whether it be video game, cartoon, even you know, even something like in a CG suit or something like that. Who, past or present, who would be like your dream character to voice? Uh, two. Uh, I would love to do Nightcrawler, uh, in anything, and uh, uh, the Sandman, uh, Neil Gaiman Sandman. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Those are those are. I, actually, in one of my Draconian Nights episode, he makes an appearance with the Knights, uh, and so I was like, and I was totally like, I'm totally gonna write the Sandman into this because I want to voice it right now. <laughs> like, it was a, a total selfish thing on my part where I'm like, I'm gonna be the first guy to voice it, me. There you go. Um, yeah, beat Joseph Gordon-Levitt to the punch. Yeah, I don't. I'm really. I'm frightened by that whole thing. Yeah, who knows what that's gonna if it's ever gonna be made Wait, and so if it'll be. Good. Is this one of the newer episodes? Because I've listened through one through twelve. Because I think thirteen dropped recently. Was that one of the newer ones? Uh, it's now? in the middle. It's like around. Uh, it's it's when it's uh, like Hades and the Tramp, aka all the single Hades. Um, all the single Hades. <laughs> that 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 episode. Uh, he's in it, and I think there's one. I mean, actually, that was a great one because I believe uh, I make an "I'm on a boat" reference at the end of the episode, which oh, is pretty great. I love it. No, yeah, I, I totally remember that. I'm gonna have to go back and listen because I totally remember that. Um, oh, yeah. But I don't remember the Sandman. Voice. Oh, I love Sandman. Yeah, <clears throat> those are those are those now, are my, my fantasy. Like, now I have a question, just because because uh, you reminded me of uh, Draconian Knights. How hard is it when you're playing a character and then you have to play another character? For example, like Tiberius when he plays like uh, pretending to be a female, uh, like how hard is that? That I see. Okay, yeah. Uh, that's 
I call that mastering, right? That's something that, like, when Maurice LaMarche, uh, many years ago, uh, Maurice LaMarche is the voice of Brain of Pinky and the Brain, uh, Futurama, all kinds of other stuff. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, he was one of my first mentors and, and uh, gave me some really sage advice saying, if I, can, if I can do a character and I can sing in that voice, then I've mastered the character, right? Oh. Uh, and so when I do characters, I will test myself sometimes and try to sing. So when I'm Tiberius, I can sing all day. You know, like, and that's, that's, it, it, it's very tricky because you have to stay in that register and then use vibrato and all the other stuff that you use when you sing. Um, so you have total control. Um, as far as, uh, actually, to do being a female, that's one of my favorite things to do because that's straight up Monty Python. I, I was, yeah. <laughs> my comedy influences are Monty Python, Kids in the Hall, CC. Because that was that was one of the bits where I was laughing the hardest. Is like because it totally reminded me of, like some Bugs Bunny bits, like you know, when Bugs Bunny dresses as a girl and like. Right, it's you know, totally kind of what that is like. And I have giant <laughs> boobies now. <laughs> like. Uh, that voice is straight up Monty Python. Like, there's this, like, oh, you have a little bird for me? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. lovely. You know, it's, uh, they, they very thinly veiled woman voice. Uh, uh, and I, I could have, you know, and that was a, a twist where I was like, well, I could try to sound feminine, but I'm like, no, it won't be funny. I'm going to not sound feminine at all. Uh, right. And just sound like a, just kind of, dumb like that's what yeah <laughs> what's what what the and i raise my voice in octaves and just acts like i'm drunk uh <laughs> no the bit totally worked it's, uh, it's super comical like yeah laughing when I was and now that you say monty python it, it all makes sense you know that yeah. that's exactly what they were doing the whole time it's great yeah <laughs> uh so um well, what what uh what does the future hold for the draconian knights and and for yourself you know what what are is there anything that you uh, you got uh, working on that you're hopeful for, or pretty uh, see? Uh, yeah, uh, actually, um, I uh, plan on finishing the first season uh, uh, within a few months. So uh, that season one will be done at 15 episodes, and then uh, gear up for season two. Um, the guest list is already filled up. I have a special guest for season two. Um, and uh let's see uh yeah uh there's uh, a couple games coming out uh again one in a month from now that's going to be uh super great uh make sure your blizzard accounts are all up to date uh, and uh and uh what should we call it uh, other than that um i actually booked my first lead in a triple uh, a game um and it's a franchise that's been around for a while, and I'm taking over as lead uh, male in the franchise. So that's maybe announced this year. I don't know, or not this year, but uh, 2018. Um, okay. I'm not sure, uh, but it's been a really awesome experience. I'm doing the motion capture for it. I'm doing the facial capture for it. Uh, stunts, oh, the whole thing. So. Oh man, um, I I know everyone's got the same question I I I you know that I'm thinking, but obviously we're not gonna yeah. we're not gonna ask. Well, we'll <laughs> just we'll just have to look it up in retrospect and be like, that's what he that's was talking what he about. Was talking. Well, you I'll tell you here first. When it is announced, you will know exactly what what it is because uh, oh. it's it'll it'll be a I'll, I'll say it'll be a showcased game 
if slash when it's announced for E3. So everybody's going to know what it is. Oh my gosh, um, I'm so excited. Which is very exciting. So I've already shot over a week of filming on it and uh, have a lot more to shoot uh, come next year. Oh my god. Now it sounds so exciting. I'm and I'm just assuming like when you do the motion and the facial, I'm assuming it's you get paid extra for that or is it like the same or It all depends. Uh and uh generally uh speaking yeah, uh, a little bit, yes. Um it's more involved. But uh that that's all on what whatever agent you have negotiates um you know for you. So gotcha. Well, that's very exciting, man. Well, I, I, once again, I just want to say thank you so much for doing this show with us. Um, you know, go ahead and give us your plugs. Where can we find you? Where can our listeners find you? Uh, thanks. And thanks for having me on. Um, folks, you can uh, find me on the Twitters or Instagram and all that stuff at Orion Akaba. Uh, and uh, go uh, to my YouTube channel and uh, check out Draconian Nights. Uh, subscribe while you're there. Um, and uh, and yeah, uh, and my Facebook's open too for, for uh, fans and stuff, so you can hit me up on there and you know, friend me if you want. Say hi. All right, perfect. Well, thank you, Ryan. Once again, it's been an absolute pleasure. Like we love, we're a super fan of everything you do. Uh, thanks for joining us. And again, to our fans, you can check us out, of course, at nerdswithfriendspodcast.com. Um, and we also have our Instagram up is just nerds with friend with no s as if you only had one friend yeah um <laughs> thanks but, for uh, on, i really appreciate it it's been super fun yeah well we appreciate you man um you know uh maybe we'll try to get you back on once that game has been released and everything yeah no totally uh, and uh we definitely appreciate it christian thank you for always holding it down with me word and then uh to all the nerds out there remember you're not alone you're with friends this is nerds with friends thank you Yeah, I mean, Chris Walken is great. Uh, he has a thing about him when he talks, you know, down here. It's, he's got it.